Everyone, let's get started. Yesterday's daf was daf lamidalit. Today's lamid hey. We have in mind Rafua Shleima for Adasabes Ronya Emi Bastvora Yudis Basara Rachle Basara and all else who need Rafua. Lichalaviva Bas Yehud Yudis. Right, Yudis. Okay, and with that we'll do a review of yesterday's daf. What did we learn yesterday? So um, we started off with. Um, well, basically, we're trying to come up with an understanding of the case of uh, we brought down a price about somebody who steals and does a, the shkita, and uh, it says uh, over there that if you um, do the shkita on Shabbos or Fravodzora or Sharoniskal, so Rameir still says that Yechayev Dalit Vehei, which basically seems to say not only does Rameir hold. Loka Umashalim, that it's not a contradiction. Just because you're going to get lashes doesn't mean you don't have to, still have to pay. You also have to pay. It's, it's, uh, so the same thing is the old Misa Mishalim, because these are all cases where you can be Chayv Misa as well. So um, that's what we thought is a nice uh, Raya. On that, the Gemara says that's not true, that we're talking about a case over there where it was done Ali Shliach. So therefore, you aren't the one who's going to be Chayv. So the question is, that's beautiful, but if it's done Ali Shliach, then what's the pshat in the rabbis? The rabbis said that you're potter from Dalarei in those cases. Who could, why should you be potter? So the Gemara got into it says that it's going like Reb Shimon. The Chachamim is Reb Shimon, who holds that Shkita Shainuri is Losh Mashkita. So the Gemara says that's very nice. Avodah Zarah, I understand. When you shecht Avodah Zarah, that's Inuruya. It becomes completely prohibited. The entire animal becomes prohibited to, to eat. Uh, I, I get it. Okay, to benefit from. Fine. Um, Shabbos, um, though, Sharon is also, there's no Hana, it's but what about Shabbos? Shabbos, it does, it's not, it's not completely uh, Aser. I mean, it's Maisa, it's what we would call Maisa Shabbos. Um, so, um, what's the story with Shkit? Isn't that considered Shkit There's a mission, in fact, that says that if somebody shechs on Shabbos or Yom Kippur, even though he's Mishchai bin Afshaw, it's a very serious severe transgression. It doesn't affect the validity of the shkita. So it's therefore shkita ru'uya. The answer is that actually it's going like the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan HaSandler. What does Rabbi Yochanan HaSandler say? So it's a very interesting machlokis regarding Maisa Shabbos. Bryce brings down somebody cooks on Shabbos. That's the mushal. He's cooking on Shabbos. Bishokik didn't realize that it's Shabbos. So okay. So you don't have to say your idea. So yesterday I gave the example of made himself a coffee. That's the best example. You can actually make a coffee if, if you know what you're doing on Shabbos. And don't you, know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing. But I'm saying, no, if you get that Shabbos. No, there's a halacha, how you do it. But okay. Um, but what I'm talking, meaning, meaning maybe Shabbos? that's not actually cooking. I don't know. I mean, oh, that's mean why the, I wanted the, to the, get into the timer, that. you mean? Yeah, just because you press yeah. the button doesn't mean, I'm talking about a real cooking. So good uh-huh. example is like, you made some eggs. You know, you're thinking that, you know, you were hungry in the middle of the night, you wake up and make, make eggs Shabbos morning, so then you realize Shabbos, afterwards. Well, right, you're right. Well, you didn't realize that it was Shabbos. Anyway, point being is that's like mamish cooking. I think it's a better example. Anyway, you did it bishogeg, according to a mayor, not the end of the world, you, you can eat it. But amazing, you can't. Cannot eat it. If you realize that it chops and you bake the eggs, then it's still not, then you're not allowed to eat it. Rebuda says it's um, bishokeg. You can eat it, but you're gonna have to wait till Matzah Shabbos first. 
you're meaning you wait there's an idea it's called as long as as long as it takes to make the whatever it is that you cooked so that's how much time you have to wait till after Shabbos. So it's not to benefit from Shabbos. But uh, you can't eat it ever. And according to Bechram Sandler, uh, you can eat it in Matzah Shabbos, but not you, somebody else. And, um, and not that you, uh, even you can't, cannot eat it after Shabbos. Um, and nobody can eat it. Not you, not anybody else, not ever. So that's what we're talking about. This person did the Shkita Shabbos Bemezid. So then, it's, it's, since it's not going to be mutter to eat at all, so therefore it's called shkita she'enuriyah. That's the idea. So what's the logic of Rabbi Yechon Asad? Where do you get such a severe position over here? So the Gemara explains, it's the Rabbi Kiya, Darshan, Apitzchot, Be'nesiyah, it says in the Pasuk, Ushmartem es ha-Shabbos, ki kodesh hi lachem. So just like we're using the word kodesh to describe Shabbos, so just like Shabbos is kodesh, just like there's a concept of Hegdish, the Maise Shabbos is also Hegdish, and it's Asr Bachila. Um, so the Gemara says, why don't we say it's also Asr Bahana? Now it's interesting, everybody agrees that Maise Shabbos is not Asr Bahana. So what's the story with that? So the Gemara explains um, uh, that it says Lachem, then it's Shalachem Yehi. So it like, has that quasi quality that it's still yours, but you cannot. Um, you can benefit, but it can't be eaten at all. Okay. Um, so, now, what about Bishogeg? You might think even Bishogeg, but that's why it's in Mechalem. Most humans that we're talking about Meiz and not Shogeg. Okay, that's the Drusha. So, that happens to be there's a Machlok between Rav Ach and Ravina. One person, one of them says that Meiz Shabbos is actually a Dinda Raisa. The other one says it's only Darabana. If you say it's Daraisa, that's this drasha. If you say it's Darabana, that's because we say that this Pasuk is not really saying that the Maise Shabbos is Kodesh, it's saying Shabbos itself is Kodesh. The Maseh is not Kodesh. Now, if it's only Darabanon, so now we're back to our question. If it's only rabbinic in nature, the whole Maise Shabbos, so why do Darabanon, Pater, Baitaveh, Chalidei Acher, you should be I mean, uh, even though it's a Maise Shabbos, but it's still technically Minatora Motor. So what's the story with that? So the Kumar answers that um, um, that the Rabbanon are, pa- are, are not going to potter, actually. You're right. They weren't talking about that one. They were meant, they, when they say potter um, of Tavicha al Acher, it was in the case of Havarizara, it was in the case of Shar Niskal, but not this one. Okay, so in a Hanami. All right. Then the Gemara brought to the next question is of Avodah I don't understand if it's Tavech Avodah The moment that a, min, a, a, a minuscule amount of shechita started, it already becomes Aser. So you can, can never be chayv for the Tvicha because by that time it's already no longer belongs to the Bailam anymore. Um, so you didn't shecht his thing. It's like you pretty much destroyed it before it even got to what's called shechita. So Rav Rava says the reason why is because this Avid uh, Avedazar, the one who was doing the worshiping here, ha- had in mind that the only the when he finishes the slaughtering that will be the service. The beginning is not serving the idol. So interesting. Okay. Um, what about the Shar Niskal? The whole thing of Shar Niskal doesn't really make so much sense because it doesn't even belong to the Bailam once it's Chayiv Misa to be put to death because it was a goring, dangerous animal that killed people. So then, it's 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 uh, it's not even his. So the Gemara answers um, that we're talking about over here a unique case. It was given over to the Shomer, the Shomer's house. It caused all the damage and killed, and it was established that it needs to be stoned to death because it's a goring, dangerous animal. All in the house of the Shomer. 
And it's going like the opinion of of Rameir of Yer holds like Rav Yaakov and holds like Rav Shimon. He holds like Rav Yaakov that even after Gmartin, so basically this animal is a dead animal walking technically in halacha, I still have the right to just give it right back to the bailam and say, well, you asked me to watch the bull. Here it is. It's fully intact. Uh, I, he has to, to throw it over the cliff. That's not my problem. That's his problem. Okay? That's one halacha. And if you hold like Rup Shimon, that is Kimamadami, so then that also makes it that it's actually something that's very of value to the Shomer. So even though technically he's not allowed to benefit from it, but it's definitely a Gorm Lamamun, because by the fact that the Ghanav stole it from him and then caused the Tvicha to happen on the Sharnisko, it's causing a major loss to the Shomer, and that's why you'll be Chayv as the Ghanav for four and five times. Okay. Um, Rabbi says that we're talking about takes back the whole thing. It wasn't was He was the one who did the shechita also. Don't uh, you know? Like, forget about the, that answer. And, and it's going like Rameir holds. Rameir holds lokil mishalim that, uh, um, um, but he doesn't hold of meis mishalim. So uh, that's why it's different. Um, so if that's true. It's not true for Moses Mishalem, so then why then over here does he have to pay? That's the kasha. Why is he paying? We said that he pays for the uh, uh, um, the person who did the tvicha is going to pay four or five. What's the pshan then? He says that there's only loka Mishalem, but Moses Mishalem is not true. If you're going to get a death penalty, then you don't have to pay, and yet here he's paying. What's the answer? So Rabbi says, amazing idea. He says, this is a special chiddush, that the Torah is mechadish, that you're paying kanas, uh, kanas. Once you're, it's almost like Knesset's penalties are like extra legal. They don't work in the same realm of normal law. Normative law is that if you owe money uh, from and the same act that causes you a death penalty, you'd, you're free from that money. But this isn't a regular death. This is a penalty. It's a different system. It, it's, it's, it's over and above. It's extra legal in a sense. And therefore, since it's a chidosh, a chidosh Torah b'knas, Therefore, even though you're going to get the death penalty, you always will pay. That's the idea. So it's an exception. This is Rabbi Lishitoso. Rabbi gave an example. Somebody had a already pre-stolen goat. He stole it before Shabbos, and then he t- did a tefich on Shabbos. It's going to be chayv, because you're already chayv on the Kneva before Shabbos. And the Isser, um, so before the Isser Shabbos, and... Uh, and Tvicha, uh, you can be chayv. Dalvei, why? Because it's chiddushu shechidshat Torah. The kenas is still uh, still chayv. If you did a keneva and a Tvicha on Shabbos, so then you can be potter because it's not because there's no Tvicha. The Tvicha would be there, but the Tvicha is only built on top of the keneva. And since I'm not going to be chayv for the keneva because the keneva transgressed Shabbos, so then the the whole structure is uh, lost its building. Right? It's only four or five, not three or four. So it has, so that's why. I'm not going to be chayv in that case. Yeah? No. no? You're good? Yeah. Okay. Next case we talked about, Rabba, a second case, similar. Um, if a guy stole the goat, and then he, she- he shechted the goat inside the machteres, where, of course, his life is forfeit if, the, if they catch him. So then he'll be chayv. Why? Because it's extra legal, like we said, even though he deserves to die inside there. So technically he shouldn't be responsible for anything. But kenas is a, is a chiddush, and therefore it overrides that consideration. 
Um, but if he stole it inside the uh, and the Gneva happened before, but if the Gneva and Tvicha were both in the Makhtaris, then you can be Potter, because you're not Chayev on the Gneva. That's the idea, a very interesting thing. Um, uh, that, uh, you know, a guy, the good news for the guy who's a Baba Makhtaris, if you, you know, dig a hole and get, to, and get to steal it, and you get away with it, you don't have to give it back. <laughs> um, do you know that? Whatever, you don't have to give it back, because you 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 acquired it with your blood because he had a, since he had a right to kill you, so uh, it's basically yeah, right. and that's enough. That's enough to free you. Okay. Yeah, you can't be you can you're not responsible to pay for that. Okay, you yeah. took you took your life into your hands. That's uh, you bought it that way. Anyway, so the but uh, but of course he could kill you. That's the downside. Okay, I don't want to mention that one. Okay. Um, now, why do we have to talk about both scenarios? It's kind of a, a repeat. So the answer is, is that, uh, that it's not a, it's not, you wouldn't have necessarily known one from the other. When it comes to Shabbos, it's an Isser Olam. It's a different, uh, that's something that is always, uh, you, you know, he deserves a death penalty uh, forever for that. But Machteris is not a regular death penalty. It's only while he's in the Machteris that's when you're allowed to kill him. Um, once he's out, if he got out, then you, then you don't even have a right to kill him. So it's a, like a limited window of killability, okay? And that's a different, uh, the main thing is different. Um, it's an Isser Shah. Now, maybe, so maybe you wouldn't apply this dinim over here. And if you say by Machteris, maybe it's because that qualifies as a warning. The Machteris is Asra. But when it comes to Shabbos, you need Asra. Maybe you didn't give the Asra, maybe it wouldn't apply there. That you don't actually need the actual to do, to actually get a death penalty. Um, it's just theoretical. Even if you were warned, it would be a death penalty level. That's good enough for us. Okay. Now comes along with Papa, and he said what sounded to us like almost identical to Interaba, but with the cow. Okay, he said the cow was stolen before, and then he did the Tvichan Shabbos. You're going to be chayv because you're ready to chayv b'gneva before the Esther Shabbos. If the cow was borrowed and then he wanted to change, you know, he wanted to take it for himself and he slaughtered it on Shabbos to eat, you're going to be potter. So Rav Acha, the son of Rav, said to Rav Ashi, what is Rav Acha going to teach us? That it's also true for a cow? I mean, that's funny. So the Gemara answers, um, um, no, uh, Rav Papa is coming to teach you the case of Shaula. Why? Because there's something very interesting about a borrowing. When you borrow something, um, Rav Papa says that the moment you pull, you're already chayev in the food of the animal. Um, all the responsibilities kick in at the beginning of the borrowing, um, even onsim. So um, you might think, so you might think that the that the she'ela starts right away. So maybe that's like the chiv geneva is already kicking in from then, you know, in a sense, and therefore you should be. Um, you should be chayv even by the case of shulah kamash malan that that the only time you're really obligated is the moment you you basically took the animal to shecht. That means I'm I'm not I'm I'm going against my the terms of my borrowing and now I'm stealing. Okay, so it's happening also on the Shabbos and that's why I'm going to be potter. That's the chiddush. You use the word gneva, but the mishnah mishnah Kimora talking about honest and gneva is not really honest, is it? You have to. The shechita is an onus. That's a complete finishing. Wait, one second. Onus? Yeah, it says, okay, 
No, that's a soul that I know, but okay. that's not going to I mean, the but minute when you start you... feeding it, you also can become chayef and honest, correct? Because no, you become no. a complete choice. Well, well, let me explain. What, I'm okay. sa- what it's saying so is, I'm is that what... Okay. okay, let me clarify. I'm glad you're asking because it needs some further clarification. I see. Okay. Basically, there's a... The, the, when a person borrows, because he has the benefit of learning Boy. Baba Metziah, mm-hmm. because he's the one who gets all the benefit, he didn't even have to pay for all that benefit. So there's the greatest level of responsibility for mm-hmm. whatever, no matter what happens. Okay. Even that's what it means. Even if an onus would happen, onus obviously. Meaning, does. it's nothing about my, nothing to do with me, but I have to I have to furnish you back your cow. Okay. So it's almost as if that cow is, in a sense. Mine already. The moment I borrow it, that's what the this that's the hava mina. It's like I took that animal. It's like it's mine already, and therefore it's like I have to give back. I already have to give back an animal. No matter what happens, I have to give back an animal. Now, um, if I shecht it on Shabbos, so that's just the tvi'cha mechir. But it's like almost the animal was already owed to you the moment I took it before Shabbos. That's what that's what we're saying. But the Gemara is saying that that's not how you look at it. When you borrow the animal, that doesn't create real chiyuvim. If something should happen, I have to pay you. But until something happens, I just borrowed the animal and everything's fine. Okay, It's still your animal. It's only when did I actually steal the animal? Only on Shabbos when I'm when I decide to shecht it for myself, that's actually, you know, do an act of that animal that's beyond, that's outside the purview of what the agreement, obviously. So that's when I'm actually a kanaf, and the geneva and tvich and mechir were all taking place on Shabbos. That's why, that's why I'm potter from tvich and mechir, because the main geneva in tvich and mechir. That's the concept. But uh, it's still a chiddush, because you wouldn't yeah. have known how we look at borrowing. Maybe you look at borrowing, it's, it's almost it's like, it's like you already owe the animal from before Shabbos. Because the moment you borrow the animal that created so many chiyuvim on you, that no matter what happens, I have to give it back. That's the, that's the hava amina. It's just the hava amina. Okay, anyway, bottom line is, um, so based on this, so Rav says an interesting halach. He says that if the father leaves a cow that's borrowed to his offspring, he passes away. But he borrowed the cow. They can use that cow during the the term of the of the of the mm-hmm. borrowing. Um, if the cow dies, they're not responsible for any for an onus. They're responsible if they're negligent. But if the onus happens, it's not the responsibility because the chiv onus was only the father had. They don't have that chiv. Can 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 the owner of the cow ask them back to return the cow right away after the father di- dies? It, no, it sounds like that they're still entitled to the full term of the borrowing. But they don't. They, it doesn't apply the full term to them either. What they don't know, even though he, I said the owner could say, "Hey, I gave it to your father, not to you." Blank city. He didn't put that condition on. Yeah, but they're not chayef for oynes and or mozayin or nothing. They, they have no chayef. There's a risk. You're right, but uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's what it sounds like. I'm just telling you what it reads. No. Okay, it. I mean, you read it. You tell me if it sounds any different. This is what it sounds like. You're right. It's you know the the guy is now in a in a in a in a risky risk. position. He wouldn't have done it. I never would have done it had it. But the bottom line is, I, you know. Kachaze, whatever. I I read, I I, I lent it out, and that's it. Now, what if they thought it was their father's and they made a nice barbecue? Okay, so and they ate it. So they they have to pay, but they're not paying the full value of the cow even. They're paying zone the the the, the cheap the sale price of meat 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 on sale. Okay, 
Well, one, however, is, is that if the father left a Christ Nechassim, which will, uh, so then they can have to pay. What is that? Okay, so what does that mean, the father left a Christ Nechassim? That means that the father has assets, okay? Now, what kind of assets, we, what, what case is it going on? It's more than what, one way to look at it. Is it going in the Reisha or going in the Seifa? So, um, if it's going in the Reisha, so then also it's going to go on the Seifa, and then uh, basically, of course, you always have to, in other words, even if an onus happens, the father's assets are responsible to pay for all onsim. And that's not like Rapapa's Chiddush, who says that the onus doesn't really start till the onus happens, okay? Um, which is, you know, kind of not like Rapapa. And it's surely going to go on the safer that Tachrez Nechassim will pay for the full value of the cow, not just the Dmei Basar Bizol, not just cheap price of sale price of meat. And if you play, say it's only going on the safer, then it's not going on the Reisha. They still don't have to pay the onsin because it's like Rav Papa says, because the chiv onsin was not from the outset, um, and that's the idea. Okay. Anyway, so the Gemara was going back now to the topic before we said we understand we have a machlokas over here between Rabbi Yochanan and Shlakish. So um, Rabbi Yochanan gave one answer. He said that the only time you're going to get lashes is if you are warned. If you are warned, you're not going to get lashes. And according to Shlakish. Warned, not warned. You, owe, you, will, you, 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 you. The pure lashes will free you from any monetary consideration. That's what basically his idea is. So why did and uh, uh, and then Rish Lakish says, but we're calling like Rameir here, who says Loki Umashalim. That's special. That's what's going on over here. Now, I understand why Rabbi Yechon didn't like to say it like Rish Lakish because you don't want to say our our mission is going like a Das Yachid like Rameir. But why did Rish Lakish disagree with Rabbi Yechon? The answer is is that. Um, you don't. If I if there was a warning, you'd be putter. So even without the warning, you should be putter. And this is Lishitasam. Rav Dimi said, "Chavi misa shogigin and chavi malkiel shogigin." Any case of misa, but you did the act b'shogig, or you did the case of malkus, but it was b'shogig, so you're not getting any malkus. And you did another thing that will obligate you monetarily. Rabbi Yechonin says you're still chayv, and Rabbi Shlakish says you're potter in that case. Rabbi Yechonin says chayv, why? Because you didn't get warned. And Rabbi Shlakish says you're potter because if you, since if you were warned, you'd be a potter. So too, without being warned, you're potter. And that is as far as we got to yesterday. And we'll take it from